Good morning, North Point. How are we all doing today? Why don't we go ahead, take a seat. If you are new here, we'd love for you to check in with us. Why don't you guys pull out your phone if you're new, uh, text 833-CHAT-NCC. We'll send you a link. You'll give us some information. We want to stay in touch with you. If uh, you're not new here, there's some books on the left side of the pew. Why don't you go ahead, fill it out, pass that along to the people next to you. And we'd love to keep in touch with you in that way as well. I love these books because when someone's like sitting down the pew a little ways that I don't know, I like filling it or going and looking back and seeing who that person is. And then after the service, I get to go talk to them. I think that's a cool opportunity that we brought back here. Uh, another cool opportunity that we have at North Point is called... Uh, Operation Christmas Child. And the way this works is out by the serve wall over here, um, out by entrance B, there's these boxes and you fill them up with a bunch of stuff, toys, and then you attach $10 with it. And those, these boxes get sent out to uh, kids who get Christmas presents now because of your guys' generosity. And I think it's a super cool thing. Uh, when I was a kid, this is what I did all the time with my family. We would go out to like the Dollar Tree or Dollar Store or something, and we would just like go shopping and load it up with a bunch of stuff. And it was a fun opportunity to do as a family together. And then uh, we realized that uh, part of worshiping comes with giving. It's not just singing songs and listening to messages, but uh, we trust God that he's gonna provide for us in all circumstances. So uh, there's a couple ways you guys can give here at North Point. There's boxes in the back. There is uh, the app. You can go on there, fill out the stuff there, or uh, you can give online too. So with that, uh, Rick's gonna come up and share in the message. Doesn't that make you all just want to go, oh, oh, hey, we're glad you're here. If you're online, we're glad that you're here. If you're watching right now on the live stream, that's great. If you're watching a little bit later, that's cool too. So glad you're here because I think God has some stuff for us today to say to us, to get in our heart, to help us understand who he is and uh, for us to respond back to him. So um, uh, we're, we are in this series called Experiencing God. And um, I thought it might be good, we're approaching kind of the, the um, halfway point. And if you've got one of the workbooks um, and have been working through it, it's very possible after six weeks that you're behind. Is that true? <laughs> don't look at me, Rick, don't look at me, Rick, don't look at me, Rick. The, um, I, I, I say that, um, we, we had a time of uh, self-disclosure in our life group this week where we all said, eh, we're behind. I'm behind too. Um, <laughs> how's that supposed to happen? The pastor's behind. But um, the week that we were in Missouri, we stayed in a hotel, had the, two of the grandkids staying with us in the hotel room. It was a little hard to find time to put everything else away. So what do you do if you're behind? Um, let me give you three options that, that are good possibilities. One option is to just keep going one day at a time through the, through the workbook and just trust that because there are five days per unit that uh, you're gonna catch up, you're gonna use those, you're gonna go seven days a week and you're gonna catch up two days a week and, and you'll catch up that way. That's a good path to go. 
the path that I've chosen is a second path. Um, and it, for me, what I've chosen to do is to do one, uh, one um, day in the morning and one day like right after dinner or before dinner when I come home at night. And the reason that I've done that is because it has me thinking about God and how he's working all around me um, the, all the time that I'm awake. It keeps it right at the front of my mind. And um, that's the path that I'm choosing because I'm one of those people that like, if you get far enough behind, it's kind of like, oh, what do you do? You know, you might as well just quit because you're already three weeks behind. But, you know, how do you process that? Um, if you're like that, if you're wired that way, maybe, maybe go um, uh, two units a day, not back to back, but at different times in the day. A third option is to just say, hey, we start unit six today. I'm way behind. I'm just going to jump into unit six and, and go there. And that's an okay thing, too. The thing that I just want to encourage you, out of this Experiencing God series, um, we're, we're trying to share material in the messages on Sunday morning that's kind of standalone, that can help you experience God and understand kind of what's going on, but it's really designed to be done with the workbook, with, uh, with the Experiencing God workbook. You can still order that, get that on Amazon, have it by Tuesday this week, and you'll be good to go. I would encourage you to do that because the people who are, who are living out the workbook, who are doing that, God is really changing the way that they think. He's really working in their lives in cool ways. And I know that you want that or you wouldn't be here. You, you want God to speak to you. You want to be able to experience God. So um, those are some options that are there. Um, one of the other things that's a part of their workbooks is um, uh, there are the little memory verses at the back. We talked about them uh, early on and haven't done anything really in the, in the service to help you with that. But let me encourage you to use those memory verses to get God's word into your heart and so that you've got those to kind of fall back on. Um, I, have, I have my stack of memory verses on my desk in the office, but people have them in the car, people have them in, like in their bathroom to just kind of run through them and let God speak to them through the day using those memory verses and it recalls the principles that are there that we've kind of been through. If you remember week one, we talked about this whole idea that we can experience God, that God can speak to us, that we can see God working around us, but we've gotta be teachable. We've gotta be open to him in that. Um, we talked in the second week this, about this idea that, that, um, that pursuing God's will is a lot more important than trying to figure out what God's will is for my life. What is it that God wants me to do in this particular decision? is not nearly as important as asking the question, what is it that God wants me to do? What, what's God's big general will? Um, the third week we talked about uh, uh, just a core truth, that God loves us, that he's pursuing us, that he's here this morning wanting, to, wanting you to know he loves you no matter what's going on in your life, no matter how much tumult there is, no matter how good things are, God loves you. Fourth week, we talked about the importance of us responding to God, about obeying him. And, um, and last week, we talked about this idea that, that uh, God speaks to us through scripture. Um, you know, the, uh, the one, one last thing before I jump into kind of what's next. Our, our mission as a church is to help all people move towards a life fully devoted to Jesus. Help all people move towards a life fully devoted to Jesus. That's why we're here. Um, part of why we're doing Experiencing God 
is because our vision, what, what we're kind of concentrating on for, for two or three years, is that everybody who calls North Point home would see Jesus working in their life and be talking about it with their friends, to be talking about in their sphere of influence. Experiencing God is about recognizing that God is working in and around us, that he is working in our lives, and giving us some tools to be able to talk about that with people. So, so important. Um, have, you ever, have you ever had someone say to you, God told me to tell you, and then proceeded to say something that was either incredibly uh, discouraging or something that was seemingly impossible or something that was really painful for you to hear. God told me to tell you this because you need to know it. God, God told me to tell you you need to quit your job. God told me to tell you that you're the person I'm supposed to marry. Yeah. God told me to tell you that you're going to be healed of this disease that's wrecking your body. God told me to tell you, you are going to have a baby, even though it doesn't seem that way. God told me to tell you that you're supposed to loan me your car for my trip to Arizona. How, how do you make sense of those conversations, right? When somebody says, God spoke to me to tell you, it, it, are, are they real? Is that real? Is that legit? Did God really speak to them about that particular thing? Does God even speak like that today? Does God speak in 2022? Or did, did God really kind of finish the communication with scripture when it was completed and that's all we need is, is just scripture? That's what we're talking about today. God, the creator of the universe, the one who designed every cell in your body, the one who made the Grand Canyon and the Great Lakes, the one who made the northern lights and the change of seasons. He loves you and wants to have a relationship with you. He wants not just your praise, not just for you to think about him on Sundays, but he wants to be in communion with you. He wants to have a relationship with you. He wants you to know and experience his love in very tangible ways. And he wants to communicate to you so he's speaking to you today in real life. Whether you're close to him or far from him, whether you're here because you want to be or here because somebody dragged you here, God's speaking to you. The key is learning how to recognize his voice, how to discern his voice in the process. He speaks through scripture. This is what we talked about last week. When you are reading scripture and you have that aha moment where it's like, oh, that's what that means and how it applies to my life, that's not an academic exercise. God is speaking to you in that moment. You're having an encounter with God when that happens. Today we're talking, we start unit six in experiencing God, and we're talking about how God speaks in other ways, how God speaks to us in prayer, how God speaks to us through the church, and how God speaks to us through circumstances. That's, that's kind of where we're gonna go today. So I wanna talk first about what it looks like and how God speak to us, speaks to us when we pray. So much of the time when we pray, we approach that conversation with God. We, we approach that prayer time with God as saying, um, we come essentially kind of with a shopping list to God. We, you know, we make the prayer list and say, oh, you know, Aunt, Aunt Martha, 
Um, she's, she's got this disease. She's got a broken hip that, that has her isolated. God, will you take care of her? We, we say, God, I've got this car repair that I'm facing, and, the, and I can't afford it at all. Uh, God, I had this fight with my, with my girlfriend or boyfriend. Can you, can you just help in that? And we come with this, uh, essentially, a shopping list of stuff asking God to step in and take care of those things. But prayer is a conversation that happens between us and God. It really is a conversation where we talk and listen both. And God speaks and he hears what's on our hearts as well. Prayer is more than just a religious activity. It's more than just something that we do before meals or before we go to bed at night. Prayer involves listening, not just talking. It's it's a dialogue, not a shopping list. God's not a genie that grants all of our requests that we, br- that we bring to him. So when we pray, we've got to carve out time to listen for God as well, to listen for God's voice. What, what's that mean? What's that mean practically? I think it means this, that when you pray, you tell God what's on your heart. He cares about the stuff that's going on in your life. He cares about those things that you're concerned about. But then to just spend some time and be quiet without any distractions, without any devices, without any sound, any TV, and to just sit in the silence after we've prayed and listen to see if God doesn't prompt you to respond to him. See if he doesn't bring a friend to mind that might be able to help you fix your car for a lesser cost. See if he doesn't prompt you to go and spend time with Aunt Martha so she's not so isolated. See if he doesn't convict you about your responsibility 